In order for me to be at peace, I need um, the government in Westminster to be, you know, normal and functional and, and care for people and do good things, and, and then I will be fine. Well, sorry, give it up, give it up, because that 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 is not going to happen. Okay, so we say, oh bloody hell, that makes me feel tense. I don't like the sound of that. But actually, this is freedom. This is freedom because we have the opportunity here to walk away from this idea that the people that rule us determine our peace. Hello and welcome to the Mind Detox podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging. For today's episode, I'm sharing an interview from one of my online club meetings, which you can start your 30-day free trial of at minddetox.club. We talked to Richard Abbott, who combines his expert understanding of numerology and astrology to give us a forecast for 2022 from both a global and personal perspective. Richard begins by sharing his predictions for what could happen in the USA and the impact it could have on the rest of the world. Stay tuned because Richard then shares how the planets and numbers are all aligning perfectly for anyone genuinely interested in the expansion of consciousness and the reclaiming of their personal peace and empowerment. So hello and welcome to this chit chat with, as you can see, uh, the wonderful Richard Abbott. Hello, Richard. Hello, nice to see you. And the plan for today is to do a bit of a forecast uh, for the upcoming year, um, both on a global perspective and linking it back to the personal perspective. Um, before we get into that, would you mind just sharing a little bit of your background? So I know some of us know you, but some people watching this might not. So. What gives you the right to be giving us a bit of a forecast? What's your background? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, I am a, amongst other things, I'm a practicing uh, numerologist. So I take people's names and dates of birth and places of birth and company names and organization names. And I do some numerical uh, magic with them to come up with recommendations, suggestions, predictions, projections um, about them. I, I've been doing that for, how long have I been doing that for? I don't know, decades. Like I've, I, I learned it when I was at school, when I was 17 years old, started learning it then. And I have been doing it professionally for, professionally for 20 years, but, but longer than that as an interest as well. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so numerology is my main thing, but I, I branch into all sorts of what we would call the mystic arts. What do you mean by that? Tarot, I Ching, pendulums, astrology, all of this kind of stuff. And I, I'm assuming you're going to be taking from all of these modalities, uh, hmm. to not just numerology, to come up with your conclusions and perspectives. I always use all of those to come up with my conclusions and my perspectives, but I thought that I would speak uh, about astrology and numerology uh, mainly, or, or they would be the foundation of what I would say anyway. Okay. Always, I mean, I can't distinguish um, between the different things really, because they're just, they're all part of me now. I've been doing them for so long. Okay. 
Um, I have a random question to start with before we get into the actual forecast, but what's your perspective on people taking this information and maybe becoming disempowered with it? How, how do you make sure that doesn't happen? Well, great question. And that was, was, I was going to mention something about that. So, uh, so nicely, nicely picked up. Uh, it's very important. It's very important. You can definitely, um, using any of these like divinatory tools, that's what we would call it, divination, using any of these divinatory tools, numerology, astrology, tarot, palmistry, ching, whatever, tea leaves, whatever, you can definitely know what's coming. Okay, you could definitely, if, you, if you're good enough at it, if you practiced enough at it, you can know what's coming. But the issue then is, well, what are you going to do with that information? Because it can, if you get on the wrong side of it, if we approach it with the wrong attitude, it can absolutely disempower you, or worse, actually, to be fair. It can, it can um, make life a very fatalistic and almost pointless endeavour if you're not careful. Wow. So the way that I look at it, this is crucial, the way that I look at it is that the future is not set. Right? It is not set. The future is kind of like gel, malleable, malleable gel, not quite solid, but not liquid either. It's kind of halfway between solid and liquid. So <laughs> it's the future is forming. But until we get there, it's not formed. Mm. So it is. So whatever, whenever we're looking at predictions, forecasts, projections, we're looking at how the future is forming. But with that information, we can make changes in our life, which will make it form differently. We, we can do that. Now, technically, there are maybe some massive things in the world which can't be approached like that. There are some aspects of life that are fatalistic, some, some aspects of life that they just kind of had to happen. You, you can't normally see those until after the event. You say, look back and you say, oh, well, obviously, look, you know, that was obviously, that obviously had to happen. But there's not a lot of those. There's not a lot of those things. And the future is more malleable than we uh, than we think it is. Exciting. So, talking about the future, uh, what's your forecast for this year? Okay. Well, um, so let's let's see what astrology says. Let's see what numerology says. And with my takes woven into all that. Mm -hmm. So. The big thing in, um, in astrology is when, so when you're born or whenever a organization is born or a country is born, for example, the planets are in certain places. They're in a certain uh, degree of, your, of a sign in a house and they make angles to other, other parts of the chart. So you, you're born and it's, there you go, there's your, there's your blueprint. And then every day that goes on from that, those planets continue moving and then at some point the moved planet makes some kind of connection to the planet as it was when you were born 
So the example of this, the easy example of this is when you are around 28, 29 years old. Um, it varies for the person, 28, 29 years old-ish. You have your Saturn return. And that is when the planet Saturn um, comes, has gone all the way around the, around the wheel and it comes back to the point that it was when you were born. Okay. And that's a very significant part of your time of your life. That happens when you're about 28, 29 years old. And then it happens again um, when you are about uh, 56, 57, 58 years old. You get your Saturn return. And when you get your Saturn return, it's, Saturn is the planet of rules and, and how things kind of have to be. So at that age, you have a, um, you come down to earth. You get a kind of reconnection and you're like, okay, this is what I must do with my life. I've got to stop mucking about that. I've got to get on and be real. Mm -hmm. So these returns, when the planet goes all the way around and comes back to where it was when you were, when you were born, are those significant times. The United States of America was born on the 4th of July, 1776. So there's a chart for the birth of this entity called the United States of America. 4th of July, 1776. And since that date, it's had all sorts of returns where the planets have come back round to where they were at that time, mm -hmm. except for one, the planet Pluto, the furthest planet out. Um, we've not had a return that has not come back round to where it was when America was born until now. So America is having, the United States of America is having its first Pluto return during 2020. 2020 or so, 2022? Sorry, big fun. 2022. Okay. This year, 2022. So the key dates are the 20th of February and the 11th of July. On the 20th of February and the 11th of July, the planet Pluto comes round to where it was when the country of the United States of America was born. Now, the reason it does it twice is because it, it, it comes around to that, that point on the 20th of February, 2022. And then because the planet Earth wobbles, it looks like the planet Pluto then goes backwards. It doesn't really go backwards, obviously. It doesn't really go backwards, but it looks like it goes backwards and then it goes forwards again. So it's just a kind of technical point that we get this twice. 20th of February, 11th of July. Now, we don't know. We don't know and nobody knows because it hasn't happened before. We don't know what's going to happen as a result of this. But the planet Pluto represents all things transformative, all things of a soul level, and all things extremely disruptive. It is a... Uh, it's Pluto is sometimes referred to as a bit a bit dark, a bit underworld kind of kind of style. It's a bit heavy, uh, a bit authoritarian. So we don't know what's going to happen, but it seems pretty clear to me that the place, the United States of America, and all things connected to the United States of America. Um, are undergoing a profound, a profound and deep transformation. And that will peak this year. Wow. Now, what that looks like, I've no idea. 
I've no idea what it looks like, but it but it looks like something significant and big. I mean, basically, the country is um, either going to break apart and be no more, or it is going to transform and become something else. Now, we've got, we've got to have a reality check here. It's not going to happen like the flick of a switch on the 20th of February and the 11th of July. It's not going to go like that. It's a dimmer switch, not a, not a, not a flick switch. Hmm. So we can tell from the past even four or five years, this has been ongoing. This yeah. transformation is ongoing. But the point I'm trying to make here, the takeaway point from this is, is it's not just political argy-bargy. It's a fundamental existential thing, change, transformation about what the USA is, whether it even is. You know, all the BLM stuff, George Floyd, Trump, Biden, all of it, all of this stuff of the past few years has been all very Pluto return, but this all comes to its zenith this year. Now, actually, it comes to its zenith this year and continues next year and the following year, but this is the first year of it. How come it's over a couple of years? Because the planet Pluto moves so slowly. So it's the dimmer switch idea. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And the dimmer switch is being turned up. I mean, you could you could go back and you could say it's been turned, it's been, we've been in this vibe in America, in relation to America, since 9-11. You go back, you go back all the way to that. You know, everything that has happened, you know, all the, the crazy events, they're all unprecedented. You get an unprecedented event in America, and then you get another unprecedented event in America, then you get another one. You know, and it's been like that for 20 years now. But the point is, is that this year is it's it's a it's a zenith it's a it's a peak so it's peak crazy peak wild peak american and out the ashes of this either america is going to be reborn as something you know which uh the original idea had in mind or it's really going to start ripping apart now, if we don't live in America, we might say, what the hell's that got to do with us? But of course, it's such an enormously powerful country that it's going to have ramifications. Mm-hmm. Precisely what? Impossible to say. But I, I think that the... You, I wouldn't want to rule anything out. You know, we're talking, it could be natural disasters, could be political disasters, uh, already, the uh, could be could be a could be another wave of Corona. Economic problems, any or all of these things, because because Pluto is really mega deep existential transformation. Now, this cuts to the point of how should we approach all this, because. If you're up for real consciousness acceleration and consciousness expansion, 2022, this year, is fantastic, right? But if you're up for and you want and you need political stability, social calm. Status quo. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, if you want that, if you need that. 
uh, you're gonna struggle, I think. So this is, you know, in the in the context of what we talk about a lot in this club, it's you know we're a lot about getting peace with what is, getting peace with what happens, you know, learning to coexist with this ever-changing world. Um, and so these would be useful skills to be deploying this year. <laughs> the the um, the uh, the acceleration of Pluto into into our lives um, puts a rocket under everybody that is up for evolutionary soul-based transformation and growth. Puts a rocket under you. Woohoo! But if you're not into that, it still puts a rocket under you, but it puts a rocket under you in a very different and much more disruptive and difficult kind of way. So it does depend, exactly as you're saying, it, all this does depend on where you look. It depends on what your priorities are. It depends on what you... Uh, what you value, what you want. And if it's soul-based evolutionary transformation and consciousness acceleration, well, I mean, you know, great. It's, it's, this is the time. There's, there's, no, there's no better time. This is the time for it. I, 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 listening to you, I kind of feel for the people that have been maybe the ones that have slagged us off over the last X number of years because they thought this was all you know, tree hugging, weird stuff, you know, woo woo stuff. And because and, they could be up for, in for a bit of a rude awakening. Or not. Well, um, I'm inclined to say to that, that if they haven't had a rude awakening already, then what really were they doing? Um, but if I've been more charitable, I, I am not, you know me, some um, in the audience here know me, I'm not the world's most natural optimist, okay? <laughs> but, 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 the, I think we're in a mega trend, right? And the mega trend is, it's not, our society is in a mega trend, and our society's mega trend is not technology, it's not uh, open borders and globalization, it's not, science it's not those aren't the mega trends that we're in the mega trend that we are all in the mega wave that we are all riding is the acceleration and the development of mystical magical psychological spiritual practices so so the, the everything that we are doing here you we us are doing um, this is this is this will be the norm in fifty, hundred years time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I won't say it'll be the norm in five years time. I don't think it'll come that quickly. But this will be the norm. This will be the norm, and 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 you'll be you'll be strange if you don't do it. Catherine's mm -hmm. I mean, bugger. We'll all be dead. <laughs> well. <laughs> May, well, yes, but we may be remembered as people who blazed the trail. The pioneers. Maybe it'll be 10 years. Maybe it'll be 20 years. It won't be five years. It won't be one year. It, this is a, because it's a mega trend. It's a long-term trend, I think. And, it, and it's, it's, here to, it's here to stay. Um, yeah, maybe it'll be 10 years. I don't know. But not tomorrow is what I think. I've always said I've been looking... You know, my ideal scenario is if I end up uh, doing myself out of a job, but from the sounds of it, we'll probably have a job for quite a while. 
I would I would like it to be sooner. Uh, <laughs> like I would try for it to be sooner. But if I'm truthful, I think that it I think that it won't be sooner. But again, you see, again, it depends where you look. I, I say this more and more often to people when they say, "Well, how's it going to go for me?" And I say, "Well, it depends where you look. If you if you look, if your focus is, if your prime consideration is, am I am I growing? Where am I growing? What can I do to evolve? Then there's there's so much to go at." But if your prime consideration is is more mundane and material things, and okay, sometimes it has to be, but if your prime consideration is more mundane and material things, then I think that is that is that is a problem, because I think more mundane and material things become less and less and less solid and reliable. Okay. Even if even if you take the best case scenario for the United States of America, in that it regains its sanity. Um, uh, puts its differences, internal differences, to one side. Comes together under a under a competent and compassionate and strong leader. All these things that are impossible. But say all those things happen. Well, it's still going to be an enormously transformative and dis- and therefore disruptive time in that country. Even if that, even if the positive, if you get a positive outcome, and never mind if you get a more negative outcome. So focusing on material stuff is is fraught with danger. Okay, I've got a couple of questions. Number one, um, what about Pluto? This is from Beth. What about Pluto not being a planet, but a moon of Jupiter? Does this have a bearing on this information? Yeah, I mean, it is a planet. It was, it was a planet from, from when it was discovered in 1930. It was, it was accepted as a planet right until about five or or ten years ago and astrologers um, still treat it as a planet astronomers science-based people they don't treat it as a planet anymore but it's a planet i mean in astrology um chiron is a planet right c-h-i-r-o-n chiron is a planet but it's not a planet it's an asteroid it's an asteroid that floats out somewhere between um, Jupiter, uh, Saturn and Uranus, I think. It's not a planet at all, but it's treated as a planet and it and you interpret it as a planet. So it's a planet. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, <clears throat> we had a comment that aren't all countries suffering from poor leadership? Um, one could have a long conversation about that. Um, but you would undoubtedly, if I can address it, yes, undoubtedly, all countries are. But it doesn't. It doesn't. The poor leadership of individual countries doesn't um, doesn't attack the very roots of the foundation of the country in the same way that it does in America because of their Pluto return. The Pluto return makes the foundational heart of the United States of America weak. So they can have poor leadership or whatever's going on, and it affects them at the very core of their being. Now, actually, France is going to have this in about, um, I think, about 10 years return is coming. So there's going to be all sorts of major grief going down in France over the next 10, 15 years. So it's, it's, a, it's a difference between, I suppose it's a difference between uh, your car needs to go in for a service 
Okay, all the countries of the world, the cars, the leadership needs to go in for a service. But America's car not only needs to go in for a service, but its wheels are falling off as well. And its engine is breaking down as well. And the people that are in the in the car as well are all arguing amongst themselves. And this is all Pluto return stuff. And the mechanics corrupt. And, the, and when they put it into the garage, the mechanics corrupt as well. Yeah, so every aspect of it in, the, in this Pluto return scenario... Um, which is particularly hitting America, is weakening it. Whereas in other countries, they might be suffering from lots of different problems, but the core of their, like the core of their energy is still strong. Okay. Uh, talking about the countries, Janie's asking, what about Russia, please? What about Russia? Yeah, Russia is very difficult. Um, Russia does not have the same, anywhere near the same level of energetic existential problems that america or even or even france does at all in terms of astrology um and there is an argument i i i'd put this with a pinch of salt but there is an argument to say that countries like russia whether we like them or not whether we like them or not um places like russia the way those kind of systems are that they are actually the future and i'm not saying that's a good thing i'm just saying that's something that might come about in what way the future in the sense of strong man governments hmm. not saying it's a good thing mm -hmm. i'm just saying that when you have like that when the core of your uh core of your existence is rotting away you can do two things. You can say, let's renew the, the foundations of our existence in a fair and kind of reasonable manner, or let's just get someone strong in and, uh, and fix it for us. And that's the Russia kind of mentality. That's the China mentality. Let's just have a strong leader at the centre and they'll fix it all for us. A lot of countries are going in that direction. Mm. Okay, we got some loads of really cool questions coming in, guys. Um, I didn't. I know I didn't say you were going to do this, and if you don't have the information to hand, it's okay. But when someone asked about Russia, someone else asked about Australia because uh, they're from there, uh, living there. So what about Australia? Do you have anything on Australia at the moment? It's, again, it's not facing the same level of existential crisis that the United States is. The United States is, um, is either going to renew like a phoenix in the, in the fire or it's going to break apart and not be the United States of America anymore. And if that were to happen, I'm not saying that it will, but if that were to happen, say, over the next five years, that would be an enormous event. That would be a, the biggest event in centuries if that were to actually happen. And it is possible. Wow. Um, UK, before I move on to other questions. Well... The UK were in a holding pattern, I think, until the Queen dies. It's almost like energetically, she is like kind of holding back the the holding back changes on one hand, but holding back the tide on the other hand. So the crunch point will be whenever she dies. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to make a guess, but whenever she goes, that will be. I think that will be a signal 
that things in the UK will change in a very significant way, very rapidly, and, and probably it will be quite difficult when she goes. That one comment you said, it seems to be different to others, where that comment doesn't seem to be astrology-based. Um, so that, is that just your opinion, or do you have no, something it's that... It's not astrology-based. It's not astrology-based. It's related to the, the energy of the British monarchy, okay. which, whether we like it or whether we don't like it, is extremely strong. You wrote a book about this stuff, didn't you? I did. What's did. the book called? Uh, the Secret Destiny of the British and Their Isles. And what was the main message of, of that? While we're on the topic of UK. <clears throat> we're, not, we're, not quite, we're not quite at the existential change level that America is. I, I reckon we are, I reckon we're 10 or more years away from a massive change in the country, in the UK. Um, precisely what that will look like, I don't know. But I mean, look, it's the, it's the re, Britain is still dealing with for right or wrong, it's still dealing with the loss of its empire. Whether we think the empire was good or not, it was just a thing that happened. And Britain is, the energy of Britain is still dealing with it. And, and it hasn't dealt with it yet. What do you mean and by that? That's... Well, this, the energy of the country is, everything in the country is built upon the fact that once upon a time, a quarter of the map was red and most of the world was run from London. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying it was a good thing, but it happened and it wasn't all that long ago. And it's been drip, 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 drip. We've, we've kind of lost that over time, but our systems haven't become accustomed to it. The people might have done, but the systems, the systems that run things, the governing energy, the energy, not politics, the energy, it hasn't accustomed itself to that. To what? Losing its power, you mean? To the fact that it is not the most important country in the world anymore. Hmm. The people might have, but the people are not the energy. There's an energy in a country and then there's the people in the country and they're not always the same thing. So it's a bit like... Uh a president having a couple of terms and then suddenly retiring and having a bit of a existential identity crisis now that he's meant to just play golf all the time. <laughs> kind of, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they've, they've been in this power position and then suddenly it's gone and they, they don't really know what to do. Yeah, and, and it is suddenly, because although in our, life, in our lifetime, we might say, well, British Empire hasn't been a thing in my entire lifetime. What's good? What is he talking about? But our lifetimes are nothing. Our lifetimes are, are minute in the, scheme of, in the scheme of history, and particularly in the scheme of a, of a country, the UK, which is, you know, many, 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 many centuries old. Interesting. This is, oh, I, I find this, I hope you guys are finding this interesting. Do I have a thumbs up from people in the thing? I know it's a bit of a different thing that we normally cover in here, but um, the theme this month is manifesto and we're kind of like, where am I at? What do I want to do? Where am I going? And the idea of having you come along here was to create a kind of a different kind of context for the conversation. Um, and uh, I've got a couple of questions in the, in the chat box, but I would like to bring it back briefly before we get into these couple of maybe controversial questions. Um, 
what does it mean for us then? Like, what do I do? I've got, I know some, I've got some members here who live in America that might be a bit concerned right now what you're saying. And that's other people who are um, from other countries who know the impact it could have if America, I don't want to say falls, but transforms dramatically. Um, so what do we do with this information? Right. So, so absolutely right. So this is, this is crucial, right? Because um, you've probably got a good, uh, a good snappy saying for this, but uh, it all comes down to the fact that you can't construct your happiness, your, your fulfillment, your life. You can't construct it on shifting sands and expect to be happy and expect to be well and expect to be functional. And shifting sands, well, shifting sands is what they are. Yeah. So if we, if we base our, if we say, well, I, in order for me to be happy, in order for me to be, um, to be fulfilled, peace. in order for me to be at peace, in order for me to be at peace, I need um, the government in Westminster to be, you know, normal and functional and, and care for people and do good things and, and then I will be fine. Well, sorry, give it up, give it up, because that 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 is not going to happen. Okay, so we say, oh bloody hell, that makes me feel tense. I don't like the sound of that. But actually, this is freedom. This is freedom because we have the opportunity here to walk away from this idea that the people that rule us determine our peace. the 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 paradigm that we all grew up in is that the people that run countries. Um, determine our peace mm -hmm. and they don't but now a lot of people in the ordinary world say that they do but they don't and this is an opportunity by seeing through the kind of charade of all this it's an opportunity to as I think I saw flash up on the screen in a comment rediscover, uh, rediscover our sovereignty mm. So actually what I'm saying, although I am actually quite interested in all this stuff, the bottom line is, that from, the, from the real spiritual perspective is, is Boris Johnson doesn't matter. <gasps> Joe Biden doesn't matter. I mean, like, they don't matter. They're of no significance at all. Now, materially, obviously they are. But spiritually... Deep inside us, these people are of no significance whatsoever. Thank God for that. Yeah, but it's a mindset, <laughs> is it not? It's absolutely perfect. It's beautiful. I love how you brought it back so clearly and eloquently to the point, is that if we are waiting for COVID to go away, for the economy to get better, for the governments to get all kind and caring, and for them to not, you could talk all day about all the potential problems and stuff. We're waiting for that to change, you know, good luck. And absolutely, you'll be yeah. waiting a very long time. You will be waiting a very long time. And, uh, and this is not, right, this is not what I'm advocating. It's not spiritual bypass, right? So I'm not saying let's be floating spiritual and om and everything will be all right. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is that we can, is that if, if, if our peace was a flower, right, the soil it's got to be planted in is not the soil 
belonging to Boris Johnson and Joe Biden or anybody else. It doesn't, it doesn't matter about, I don't like those characters, put a good character in and it'll be fine. No, none of them. If you plant your flower of peace in their soil, it'll die, it'll wilt. You've got to plant it in your own soil, which means we have to, we have to know that this system that we're in, it's, well, it's collapsing. And this is both terrifying for the ego, but very exciting for the soul. And we get an opportunity to look around our life, our own, very personal. We all have our own different vices. But what vices are we holding on to for external stability to give ourselves inner permission to be at peace? And we only we can answer that, right? Like, where am I trying to seek this uh, external something to try and give me something that actually is ultimately only sourced from internal. Absolutely. So it is. So just to be to be super clear, because it, it, it's easy to uh, to lose the thread with this. It it doesn't matter if Boris Johnson is replaced by whoever. It doesn't matter if the Tories are kicked out and Keir Starmer comes. In. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's some kind of magical, enlightened coalition government which pledges to make the UK a republic and redistribute everything fairly to everybody. It doesn't matter. It's of none of that is of any significance at all. In fact, if anything, and one thing I've learned from all this, it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. All of it is a distraction. Mm-hmm. And a subtle putting yourself outside yourself again. So the only reason I say all this, Pluto return, America, France, blah, 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 is that so we can see or get a better handle on um, the collapse of the system. And to be clear that, I mean, it is, it absolutely is collapsing. Now, so if you what, want to say transforming, that's okay, but you know, collapsing, transforming, it's up to you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, what are you personally doing, like, practically in face of this potential collapse? Are you stockpiling food and learning how to grow your own veg? What, what are you doing, like, you personally, practically? Uh, I'm not... We grow our own veg anyway, but we have done that for some time. We've done that uh, for years anyway. Um, I'm not I'm not overly concerned, which is not to say that there might not be problems. There might be, but it, this isn't the issue. It, it's... Right, so if I can answer that by, by going to numerology, because I was talking Please. about astrology. Let me, let me go to numerology, because that will, will give us a, a better clue. So, so the, the, the Pluto return for America happens on the 20th of February, 2022. Right? So numbers time. 20th of the two, 2022. Wow. Right? So all that date is all twos and zeros. Okay. So that's just one date. But we are in the time of the two. Oh, and happy birthday, Lena. So uh, we are in the time of the two because we're, we're in a year that begins with two, a 2000 and something. So we're in the energy of the two and the energy of the two is ruling now. Now, interestingly, just as a curiosity, uh, Joe Biden is born on the 20th of November, another two. And... Um, Kamala Harris is born on the 20th of July, just another, another two. There's two, there's two is everywhere. When you start seeing it, looking for it, you see it everywhere. 
What does two mean? Two is all about water. It's not about solidity. It's about flow. And what does water do? Water blurs edges. Sometimes it makes a mess. It can be quite emotional, but it's very changeable. So one of the things that I think we have to get accustomed to. Okay, so here's the, here's, here's the analogy. No longer do any of us live on solid ground, right? Obviously, yeah, we're on, we're on solid ground, but we don't live on solid ground, solid ground anymore. We live on a boat in the ocean. Now, I'm not much keen on being on in a boat on the ocean. I once went on a cross-channel ferry from Dover to Calais, and I have to say I didn't really enjoy it very much. And even when I've been on a boat in a lake, you know, in a park somewhere, I'm not, I'm not really a fan. So this has been an adjustment process for me. I'm not really uh, a big fan of, like, standing on a boat. It, to me, it doesn't feel very secure. It feels very unstable. But that's a metaphor for where we all are now. We are all, none of us are any longer on solid ground. All the things that used to be very solid and fixed, rigid and set, they're gone. They're gone. And if they're not gone, they're going. We live in changeable waters. So to me, the preparation, the thing to do is to get accustomed with that fact. Is to get accustomed with the fact that when you stand up, in inverted commas, it's, you know, you have to kind of, it's a bit wobbly. Things are a little bit wobbly. Well, where, where are we? What are we doing? I don't know, they're a bit wobbly. Now, it's a neck because if you do sail on a boat and you can get your sea legs, as they call them, it, it, there's no difference. You, 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 don't, you don't feel the difference between being on land and being, being at sea. But when you're not used to it, it's a very unusual experience. And that, I would suggest, is the difficulty that a lot of us are facing. We are no longer on solid ground. We are on changing waves. That's what we've got to accustom ourselves to, get used to it. Well, I only heard two things to emotions and stuff. So it's a lot, it's a lot more than that. A lot more than that, indeed. Um, one of my members, Claire, says, my soul is happy and governments don't change my peace. I do feel the fear of losing money and long-term safety coming up. How do you foresee the financial situation changing? Will money disappear? Do I need to learn how to make a wood house? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you get the question. This is going to be a cop-out answer, but it's not a cop-out. I promise you, I've thought about it. Everybody's got, if I had a pound for every time somebody's asked me, well, what do I do in this scenario? I would have a lot, I'd have a large pile of money. But the answer is always the same. We have to each individually discover what our calling is. Now, it might be, and it is, in fact, for some people, their calling is to kick against what is happening. It is perfectly possible that somebody's calling will be to go into the streets and march and protest against the changes that are taking place. And if that is their path of their calling, go for it. But it ain't gonna be everybody's calling. 
It's not going to be everybody's path. Some people are going to say, well, I need to get the hell out of, of the city and I need to get to Spain or I need to get to Mexico or I need to get to Costa Rica or Thailand or whatever. And if that's your calling, then that's what you got to do. It's all about, but other people will be like, well, actually, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. I'm going to watch it. And that's my calling to stay here and I will watch it and I will document it and I will, I will reflect upon it in relation to my past lives and all the rest of it. That's my thing. But everybody's got to understand and delve into, try to find what their calling is. Where are they being called? What are they being called to? And if you follow that, it's hard, but if you follow that, everything else will resolve itself because you'll be where you need to be. It's, it's not easy, but it's the answer. It's beautiful and so clear. If it's a calling to build a wood house, go build a wood house. Or whatever it is, totally. that you might be but it, but it won't. But that won't be everybody's calling. There's no way that that will be everybody's calling. So, so I can't give a prescription and say, right, you know, enlightened people, let's all decamp to Costa Rica because that would not be right. It would not be right. It wouldn't be right for me. It wouldn't be right for individuals. Exactly. Exactly. No, as I, I love your philosophy and I love that message because there's been people that, have, for example, attacked me for maybe not being more vocal and stuff, and it's like, well, that's like them with their calling going, hey, you should have the same calling. You know, exactly. uh, and it's not really like that. As long as you keep following your call, um, it seems to work out and you do what you're here to do. Absolutely. But if you bear, if we, if we put that into the water kind of analogy, then wherever it is that you land up, it's, you're not going to be able to put a stake in the ground like you did in the old days of, of things being fixed and, uh, and predictable. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be, it's going to be changeable. It's going to be waves. It's going to be flow. Emotional, you're right to mention that. Um, life, life has become more emotional for a lot of people. There's no doubt about it. We all, if we can step outside of ourselves for a minute, people talk about feelings now in way much more readily than they did even five years ago particularly than they did, say, 10, 20 years ago. It's in that period of time we've seen feelings have become more to the, more to the fore. And they will come more to the fore, more and more and more to the fore. It, it, it's all about, really, if we're truthful, a lot of the, um, the craziness that's gone on in our world is not the events, it's the reaction to events. And the reaction to events has been largely emotional by a lot of people in different ways. There's very few people sitting down going, what do we, you know, what should we do in a, you know, logical thinking through fashion? It's all emotion. This is good and it's bad, but I'm just saying it is. And it'll be more like that. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Let's not get, even get into problem, reaction, solution. Talk about that another day. Indeed. Yeah. Part of it. Um, we had a question earlier. Could mandatory vaccines, as per some European countries have already, divide the world? Can you offer guidance on that? <clears throat> Maybe not use the V word too many times in case I want this to be a podcast one day. It's already happened. It's already what happened. What has? It's already divided the world. It's already divided people. The discussion of, of mandatory 
um, or you know coerced um, uh, treatment is um, has already divided people. It has already happened. You've you've only got to go on. I mean, I appreciate Twitter is not the world, definitely not. But you've only got to go on somewhere like Twitter for for ten minutes and see how dug in, absolutely dug in, both sides of the discussion are. There's, there's, find me somebody that hasn't got an opinion about it. I, I mean, there won't be many. There won't be many that have not got an opinion about it. You know, what do you think about this topic? Oh, whatever. I mean, there's not many people that are going to say that. It's it's already caused a division. Um, and in the places where it has become mandatory, the, uh, the karma of that, the energy of that, is going to play out over many, 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 many years, maybe decades. Because mm-hmm. um, it's such a serious, it's such a serious thing to do. It's such a crossing of the Rubicon, crossing of the river. It's such a such a sea change. Water again. Um, I think it's already. I think it already has divided people. I do find it quite amusing. I don't know if it's the right word, amusing, but the you know the leaders are the so-called leaders are still trying to convince people to take it after a year and a half or whatever. And it's like they think someone's going to after a year and a half go. You know what? <laughs> of course, it's like I think people are probably decide they're they're the camp they're in by now. Like you like you're saying, like it's. The so-called external appearance of a division is is well and truly happened, um, and like you say, you feel the karma of this might play out for a while. In the places where it where they have actually done it, the karma will play out because I mean, the, the, this is an extreme. This is another extreme word. I don't know whether we want to say this or not, but I, a, a word which a lot of people have said to me a lot. That's not true. Probably a dozen people have said to me is that this whole thing has radicalised them. And I don't mean that in a kind of, you know, jihadi kind of style. I don't mean mm. that. But it's made them very, very, very hardcore about their about what they will and won't accept in their lives. Whereas previously they were like, well, you know, whatever. Now they're, no, 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 I'm not doing that. No, 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 there's no way I'm going there. And, and that won't get washed away in five minutes. I mean, you know, acceleration of consciousness. Okay, that is what this time is all about. Acceleration of consciousness, expansion of consciousness. But I'm not sure that it was ever true, or I don't think it was ever going to be, that that was going to touch everybody. I've never, I don't know what everybody else thinks, but I've never thought that acceleration of consciousness and expansion of consciousness, rising consciousness, meant that everybody would wake up. I, I never thought that would be, and I just don't think there's any sign that that will be. I think it's always been the case that most people, and it's not a judgment, it's just an observation. It's always been the case that most people would rather not bother and, and they'd rather just stay asleep. And, and, and I'm not judging them for it. I can understand it really, but I, I think that was always gonna be. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree, to be honest. And it was something that with my, path um i'm i guess ex-path or whatever you call it there <clears throat> um i felt very uncomfortable because they were always talking about you know the whole world stuff and i was like i don't know if that's what the, really the goal is um definitely wake up your own world you know that's a great place to start 
Well, well, this is part of the reason why I think it's 50 years or 100 years, not five years or 10 years, because um, there will be people. I mean, look, if you if you don't think that something's up now, when are you going to think that something's up? I mean, w- at what point are you going to look at the world and go, yeah, if, if, you know, is something going wrong? You know, it, it, everything that's happened the past few years, there's, there's something up. But a lot of people don't think that there's something up. They think everything's fine, really. And they're not. So, so what's going to happen to them to wake them up? Nothing, nothing. They're not going to wake up. Fine, no judgment, but they're not going to wake up. It isn't going to happen. It will fall to the generation that comes after them. And that's why I think it takes 50 to 100 years. Unless there really is another shocker, which really then people are like, okay, we've really, there's really something wrong here. But I'm afraid I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. But then again, depending on where you are, if that shocker was to happen, would it depend on the reaction you would have? So it wouldn't necessarily mean an awakening. It could lead to more anger and more dug in or whatever, you know, so. It could it could traumatise you even more deeply than you already were. Yeah. Which would not lead to any quick expansion of consciousness or or anything like that. It would take years and years and years and maybe decades of of healing work to dig yourself out of it. And this is why I think I I have so much respect. It's the wrong word because, again, it's not a judgment. But let me just speak freely. Um, I, I really do try to praise people like in my club and academy and stuff as much as I can because it's not a faint of hearted task in which you know I come along and I prod a few things you know and I go hey is this <laughs> and and it's for, not for everybody you know but it's not for everybody and that's okay you know it's okay 100% um, and it's and it's not easy um if I'm truthful, I don't think I would have gone down this path willingly. <laughs> I only went down this path because really I kind of had no, no, other opportu- no other option but to go down this path. It was like the only way I was going to kind of survive and carry on. Sanity. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, it's not for everybody. And I don't think it, I don't think it has to be. Mm. That's okay. And they're not lesser. And, and we're not more. We're not better. It's just a different path, different situations. Cool. Wonderful. Awesome. I'm enjoying this. So from a global perspective um, and a global forecast, we're saying keep your eyes on um, America and the ripple effect of, of what's happening there. Recognizing it's a dimmer switch. So don't be like expecting necessarily any fireworks on that particular date. Uh, what were the dates again? 20th of February and the 11th of July. But as you say, you know, whether those dates actually bring something or not, I don't know. Sometimes symbolic things, but not the thing uh, can happen on these dates. And um, from a personal perspective, recognize that we are, um, we're on earth, but we're in the energy of water. We're in in flux. And look for anywhere in your life that you are using as a vice to get some sort of internal peace and stability and recognize that might not be such an effective strategy in the current time. People are looking for, and it's understandable, people are looking for certainty and stability. But it's all, it's all illusory. 
it's all an, it's all an illusion. There, there is no stability, particularly not now. I mean, maybe there once was. That's debatable, but there definitely isn't now. And the more that we look for it, the more problems we're storing up for later on. It's in the stability is in here, if, if it's anywhere at all. Stillness, peace, presence. Um, <clears throat> and it doesn't and it doesn't matter if some crazy thing blows up in America, if it involves, you know, suffering and hardship, then that is sad. And maybe we will feel the residue of that. But on the argy-bargy media, political chit-chat, commentary level, it's all meaningless. All of it's meaningless from either side, from both sides. And it, and it, and it only disturbs us if we allow it to disturb us. But, it, but it's going to have a good go at disturbing us. So it's up to us how we respond to that. But again, there's freedom in that because you get to see where you've been looking outside yourself for these peace vices that I've been mentioning tonight, you know? Stability, all that sort of stuff. Fantastic. I really enjoyed our conversation tonight, uh, Richard, and you've got so many beautiful comments coming in. Um, I would love for you to sit in the line a little bit longer when I stop recording so we can have a private uh, chat with the guys um, afterwards. If you want to sit in the line and ask you a very particular question. Um, but we're going to pull this part of the evening to a close. So What's your closing words? What's your closing remarks when it comes to forecast for 2022 and a global perspective and a personal perspective? This is a time of great acceleration of evolution and consciousness. It's like a wave. It's like a tidal wave, really. Um, we all have the ability to surf. We are all natural surfers. We don't think we are, but when it comes to the soul, we are. And if we, we're just going to get on our board and surf this, this wave of acceleration and consciousness, and then it will be good. If we stand on the beach or try and hide in the, in the building near the seashore, we'll get swapped, we'll get swept away. We've got to, we've got to ride this and we've got to, uh, we've got to believe that we can ride it. Hmm. That's the point. That's beautiful. And um, I, I hope that, you're hearing the underlying message of, of today. You don't leave here feeling depressed and disempowered, quite the opposite. It, it sounds like a very exciting time, a time where the energies and, and on all the planets and everything are supporting this expansion of consciousness um, and us waking up to true freedom and true empowerment. Yeah. If, you, if your energy, if, you, if you're trying to cling on, that's uh, more difficult if you're willing to to uh, embrace and swim and, and dive and jump then it's good well thank you very much Richard and uh, we'll have you back soon hopefully and until then um, happy surfing and you <laughs> <laughs>